Seven sets of new legislative maps have been submitted to the Wisconsin Supreme Court following last month's court ruling that current district maps drawn by Republicans violate the state constitution. Marquette Law School researcher John Johnson spent part of the last few days comparing the proposed maps and found some big differences in how the documents would have affected the 2022 legislative contests. Johnson told WUWM's Chuck Kornbach why he took a closer look. As map-making technology has advanced and also as voters themselves have grown more predictable, uh, have split their tickets less, have voted more consistently from one cycle to another, the implications of any map that's drawn for the partisan balance of the state legislature have grown enormous. So recap, if you will, the key findings, the seven maps you looked at have some differing results. What I did is I used a statistical model to predict uh, how the 2022 state legislative races would have turned out under these various proposed districts. In the map proposed by the legislative Republicans, they probably still would have won 64 of the 99 seats. The map put forward by the conservative law firm Will was a similar strong Republican advantage. The most Democratic-leaning plan by my metric is the one put forward by the liberal firm Law Forward. Uh, I estimate that Democrats would have won 49 of the seats in the 2022 state assembly elections under that plan. So that would have still given Republicans a slight one-seat majority. Of course, that's just an estimate, and the 2024 election will have different dynamics than the 22 race did because of the presidential election being at least on the November ballot, and then also candidate quality matters. Who's running for these races? Is that right? I think that in a year where Democrats felt like they had a real shot of winning a majority of the assembly, they would probably draw stronger candidates who would receive better funded uh, campaigns. Your analysis uh, goes into the mix here, but there's also work ahead from two map makers elsewhere in the country Uh, who are going to be taking a look at this, uh, uh, hired by the state Supreme Court, you'll be following what they come up with too, right? They'll be helping the justices evaluate how these uh, submitted redistricting plans perform. So what's your message? Uh, What do you hope your analysis provides the state uh, Supreme Court, or do you hope they take a look at it? I don't know if they'll look at it or not. They've got these experts. They're paying $450 an hour to help them. I'm sure they know more than me. But my goal in this analysis was to provide a apples to apples way of looking at all these plans. You know, the lawyers who presented these plans submitted arguments for why their plan was best, but they chose their own metrics to argue for that. So my point is not that I've chosen the only or even the best metrics, but that I have applied these metrics in a uniform way to each plan. Well, John Johnson, the state Supreme Court spelled out some things for map makers, but uh, left other questions and issues open. They said the criteria they would use, but they did not turn those into metrics. Like they said, we care about compactness, but they didn't say how you would measure compactness. And there are many ways to do that. They said they cared about partisan impact, but not sort of how to measure that or how much partisan impact they cared about. And they also didn't say how much each of those different criteria mattered relative to another. So, you know, the contiguity requirement, that's a binary yes or no pass fail outcome. But does splitting a county, is that worse than splitting a municipality? 
Uh, how does splitting award line up into that? These are all judgment calls that the court will need to make, and they haven't given us so many clues yet how we'll do it. 